This is what? Uh, hard to swallow. Gross. So, uh, she should have put him back on the rack. You can that out to me. Hi, Swallowers. Girl. Welcome back to the Salacious <laughs> and the Indecent Hard to Swallow podcast. Hey, bitches. Hey. hey. I am here Hola. with some Negroes I know. But and- do you know us? <laughs> so as you know, I'm your host, Emery Lavelle J. You can follow me on Twitter at Emery Lavelle J or Instagram at Ain't I Emery. Sweet piece of Puerto Rican meat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that bitch turn pipe. <laughs> so, okay. I'm here first with my boy. Yes. Lyrical Mar. Yes. On Instagram and Twitter as Lyrical Mar. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Ten? What's tea? Make it dip and make it dip and make it drop again. That's right. <laughs> oh. oh, show them why, bitch. Come on. Show them why. Show them your ass, bitch. It's <laughs> <laughs> y'all in this movie about to wear me out. <laughs> Who are these bitches on the phone? <laughs> and I'm here with my girl, my girl, my girl, Lindsay Wagner on Instagram as Lens Wags and on Twitter as Lens Wagner. Mm, they call me Colonel Sanders because I'm <laughs> looking good. Ooh, yes, ma'am. Child, bye. She's feeling it today. <laughs> she must have had a wine cooler. I see. <laughs> they be having bitches feeling real sweet. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then I'm here with the only and last <laughs> Bolin girl, Jay Bolin, on Instagram yeah. and Twitter as Jay Bolin. Yes, honey, they call me Turnpike because you got to pay to get on and pay to get off, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Because, you know, Hard to Swallow podcast ain't no poop butt. Okay. <laughs> this ain't no chicken coop shit. Okay. Okay. This is how the House of Swallow talks. I cannot deal with y'all. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get straight to my congratulations. I want to say congratulations to the cast of Black Panther on their SAG Award for Outstanding Performance by a Cast. Wakanda forever. It's like Kamala Harris said. Okay. Congratulations. I want to say congratulations to Angola becoming the first country to legalize gay in 2019. Lick it, suck it. Ooh, that's the remix. Hold on, that need all that. I don't know where that came from. It just came out my spirit. Now they can all let it out. Congratulations. All out. Let it all out. That Let is, it all that's, all the that's big. Get all the ass. Get all the dick. <laughs> it's major. Up. It's very major. Yeah. Eat all the ass. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I have one last congratulation. I want to say congratulations to Brandy Norwood. She becomes the first <laughs> 90s artist to achieve <laughs> 1.5 billion streams yes. according to thesource.com. Uh-huh. That's right. Why wouldn't she be? 
I'm surprised. She taught, she taught yeah. all the girls how to the do it. The, okay. No, a lot of the girls from this new generation clearly have studied Brandy. From the old and generation, too. That, that too. They do love her. But okay. I see a lot of the runs and the inspiration. It says a lot about how they are, are influenced by her. So congratulations Thanks. to the congratulations. vocal biblioteca. Bye. Bye, girl. Goodbye. Love She's you. She's an amazing singer. She's amazing. She's a legendary. And anybody, and anybody who questions it, let that hate go. And you okay. probably like Ashanti. We don't question Next. that, girl. We question that personality. Keep going. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Bye. Stop trying it. Yeah, yeah, please. All right. We love you, Brandy. I do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so let's get... Y'all know Marcus likes to cry, baby, honey. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Stop your shit. He loves a victim, girl. Keep going. What's next? Don't do the lesson. <laughs> Cause Let's get straight to the hot topics. <laughs> yes. All right. So this week, obviously, first on the fucking list is Jesse Smollett. Mm-hmm. He was hospitalized after a homophobic and racist attack. So I guess technically I have to say allegedly. Mm-hmm. Because it's under investigation. So for those who don't know, um, on January 29th, he was attacked. This occurred around 2 o'clock in the morning in Chicago. And there, he said that two Caucasian male figures, well, it's assumed to be Caucasian. They were wearing ski masks and MAGA hats. That's Make America Greater Hand hats. And he was hospitalized. Um yeah, he was brutally beat. That's, you want to take us away, Jaren? How do you feel about this? Um, I think that that just goes to show exactly who's running this fucking country, a fucking clown, and his horde of motherfucking clowns. But what even bothers me <clears throat> most is that the fact that some of y'all ignorant-ass cousins are out here acting as if the story is so far-fetched and unbelievable and you niggas suddenly need all this damn proof and video for this shit. Like, who lies about something like this? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it so unimaginable for y'all to know to, that a black man you know? was yeah, brutally, that a black man, a black gay attacked. man was attacked? Right. I mean, they we we left some parts out. I mean, he was. Did they use a noose or a rope or something? Of yeah, that they sort? used the noose. Yeah, they put a noose around his neck. That yeah. is direct language. So that's what links it to the the racism part. Yes. Um, but he said that they were making homophobic remarks, I believe, as well. Yeah. Um, during the attack, and also, um, they threw bleach on him. They threw bleach on him, which is like bleach your black skin white. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah. Actually, it feels very planned, and it feels... It does feel planned. I do. It has to be planned, honey. It was 2 o'clock in the morning, and uh, zero below weather. Girl, mm-hmm. wasn't nobody out there but some white people doing that shit. The niggas wasn't even out shooting that night, honey. Um, Justin did... <laughs> you know they always Justin are. stated that he okay. was threatened earlier that day, and he thinks that the um, it may be connected. Oh, yeah, the note. Yeah. The note, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I don't even think it was it earlier that day, or was it the like a week before, or something? Oh, like a few that. days, something like yeah, that. something like that. Um, so clearly, this had to have been planned. Um, so it really shows how the president is enabling, emboldening these people to make attacks like this. And even if he may not feel that he is directly related to this, it, it's it's you. Those hats, you, you are you. Your slogan. Um, <laughs> It speaks for itself. 
I think we need to really talk about the the response from social media. Yeah. We have artists like, really like Erica Badu and I can't many other people. Really. Um, First of all, yeah, go ahead, Lindsay. Can, can I? Can I? Because her stupid ass. First of all, <laughs> you was Erica Badu in particular, bitch. You had twenty years of 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 um of evidence for a motherfucker you were just defending last week. In Chicago, honey, on stage, girl. Mr. Rapist Kelly. Lots of evidence. He paid off girls. The marriage certificate to Aaliyah was all the evidence you need. Now everybody want to put on a fucking raincoat and get out there and magnifying glass to see if Jussie Smollett... Let me and let me point out, Jesse Smollett is, is a celebrity, but he's not this huge, huge celebrity. He's still, I think, yes. climbing his way up. You know, he's on a major network television show, but Fox. still, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say he's between like more like B. But celebrity who doesn't protect a. you from experiencing no, homophobia and racism. Like, well, well no, but that's for no, the no, motherfuckers no. who kept saying he didn't have but a I security guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, People are not, see, when it comes to queer men, and I, this is my belief, that people want to play detective because he's gay. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they want to believe, believe in their mind that he was out trolling for dick. This is such a great story that also black gay men on social media were perpetuating. That he was trolling for dick on, you know, at two o'clock in the morning so they can say, oh, well, that's what he gets for trolling for dick. First of all, Justin Smollier is not a closeted gay man. He's out. Very out. And he's also an activist. I really don't think he would have a problem saying, you know what, I I hooked up on a dating app and guess what? The dude's But it's not relevant to the story. Because because the shit happens all the time. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying. But they want this narrative to be true. For some reason, they want him to be lying. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to wrap my mind around that. For what reason would it serve? People do not understand intersectionality. You know that place where race and sexuality collide because not only is he black, he's gay. You can't mention one really without the fucking other. What are y'all talking about? And and furthermore, Dusty Smollier has not even had a chance. Like before he became a cause and a hashtag, and all of this stuff, I he, I wonder if he even got a moment to process what happened to him. Because that fucking Lee D'Angelo, all of a sudden, he's posting a picture of him laid up in the hospital bed talking about, oh, they called him faggot, they called him this word, and that, excuse me for saying the F word, they called him this, they called... First of all, let the boy process what just happened to Yeah, him. that was unfair to him. And I it was. I had mixed feelings about Lee Daniels posting that video or picture I whatever. I had a major problem with uh, it. Yeah, I was like, that was unfair to him. Um, okay, so February 1st, Jesse decided to finally speak about the situation. And he wanted to let everyone know that he's okay. and But he was surprised that people were questioning this story. He was frustrated, actually. Well, I think it's because they had points to speak to, like him denying um, security. 
to get his retrieve his phone. Um, no, denying security. They offered him security twenty four hours, and he didn't want it when he wasn't working on set. Okay. Um, and and they also asked to um to ask to they take asked to see phone. his phone. He didn't want to show his phone, which. In my mind, I thought it was kind of funny, but at the same time, maybe it was other shit that he didn't want to see. Other things that he wanted to protect. And you should be trying to, you you should be focused on the criminal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why you? Yeah, child, I agree with Lindsay. I ain't giving Chicago PD shit. Girl, fuck y'all. Weren't they just involved in a big cover-up? Yes, they were. that girl. This is another thing. All of a sudden, everybody want to trust the Chicago PD. Right. And As if we weren't just hollering about Laquan McDonald and that whole exactly. cover up. Well, first, first I, have points, I have two points Why to make. Also, so phone. they actually have surveillance footage showing that there were two men caught on camera that, that matched the description that Jesse said. And two, one of the main things that people were saying was it's like below zero, it's zero below 20 degrees weather, and they were wearing MAGA hats and ski masks. That don't make sense to me. So y'all ain't like never seen white people in fucking shorts in wintertime? Okay. Because I know I have flip-flops and short sleeve t-shirts. They don't give a fuck about cold. So that's something like, so what is, do, are we acting like this is new? Girl, my old principal used to wear sandals, sandals year-round, honey. That's what I'm so like, and I'm from Chicago, so I've seen it in that city. So what you saying to me ain't even a valid response to shit. No, no, no. I've heard all kinds of things. Bleach freezes. How were they able to? First of all, they said it was a substance that was thrown on him, and the police said they smelled bleach. It wasn't confirmed that it was even bleach. Knock like calm down. Calm down. Everybody got their magnifying glass out. Like no, this this like this has to make sense to me. And I spoke about this. It's sad that we live in an age where if it didn't happen on camera, then it didn't, it didn't happen, happen at all. And this is a sad time for victims. Really is. Um, I wanna is there anything else we need to add before we move on? No. Nope. Jesse. No. We wish yeah. you a speedy recovery on a mental yes, level because do. that's yeah. a lot that's a very traumatic experience and I I'm, we're sending love and get security. Fuck that shit. Well, at this point, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, you do need do security. Motherfuckers be trying point. to hurt people. Yeah, to yeah. Put it like that. And if he was on, I got one more say. If he was on a fucking app, it doesn't matter. It don't they matter. They still fucking did what they did, bitch. Exactly. He didn't so, deserve to be attacked at, at all. all for any reason. Yeah. Oh, by the way, sidebar. I I saw him on set before when I used to be a background extra. Empire. Okay, oh. moving along. How was his Adam's apple? <laughs> Girl. Shut the fuck up. Oh. Guess it wasn't there. <laughs> oh my God. Actually, I was there for that episode. It was season one. Remember when Raven was confronting him about having a child? Oh, yeah. I was, oh. I was literally like steps away watching that. And mind you, I didn't even realize that was Raven Simone. I was like, who is this? In I'm this gagging movie? at you by the icon Raven. Mm-hmm. I'm gagging at you. But anyway. Oh, God. Um, Anyway, next we have <laughs> Chris Brown was accused of sexual assault. Well, no, not sexual assault, rape. So, um, he was in Paris, and 
A 23-year-old woman whose name is left anonymous said that Chris Brown, um, one of his bodyguards, appears to try to rape him. And she initially said that the attack was brutal and violent, extremely. Um, so Chris Brown was arrested by police, but then they let him out the next day. Then we get updated facts that the story had changed according to her lawyer. The attorney is saying that um, there was no physical... She was not physically pressured to have sex, but it was sexual assault. Um, Marcus, do you want to start us off on this story? Yeah. Um, Chris Brown seems pretty upset about this. Um, I think that when you're someone like him, let me just say that his past doesn't give you the best interpretation or opinion of him. But I think everyone deserves a chance. I also think Paris is some tease, child. Ain't that where they um, put Kim in a tub? But that's besides the point. I don't trust her, and I, w- and I would like to know more. I can't. And I would like to know more. Um, I can't. When did you decide? I want to ask. When did you decide that you did not trust her? Was it completely based on the facts that she is Parisian, or did you? Well, no. I I read one article and I just read it because that said because the first article said that's all we know for now. The second article I read had more of her story. I didn't believe it. Well, what was it that was specifically said that it was, was triggering for you? Um, it was said that sh- it was violent, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stuff you said. But I just questioned in my mind, was he stupid enough to do this again? I didn't believe so, based off of the good that he's been doing in the last year, which I'm sure people will kindly look over. Okay, I'm going to switch over to Lindsay. What good has the good. Chris Brown the has good. been Why would you switch over to her if you want to talk about the good? He didn't want to talk about I want to hear a, a, a woman's a woman justify or support this, this claim of goodness. Well, I didn't get to finish. My, okay. I, I didn't get to finish. Um, go, uh, go so it doesn't matter. I won't bring up the good. You can see it. If What's you the good? It. I just want to know what well, is the good. What is the good? What is it? Enlighten <laughs> me. Chris I'm does a lot of, uh, he does a lot of charity work. That's where I'll leave no. it. Apparently, I'm on the oh. I'm in this oh. conversation with people that don't believe him. So just bear attack, with us. Attack. Just bear with us, swallowers. No. Um, so, anyways, I don't believe her. I need to hear more. Um, but if he did it, then I'll hold him accountable the way I did last time. Um, that's just how I feel about it. Can Go I ahead. Say Go this? ahead, Lindsay. No, I'm start to say this. We really do ourselves a disservice when we don't take into account that people that are celebrity have money and power, that they can abuse their power, and they may not be telling the truth. And someone that is not well-known, they, they need our support. Sometimes it's the other way around. It's both ways. Am I denying the fact that it can happen? No, I'm not denying that. But what I'm saying is, should we not... At least listen to the victim first. Yeah, and she wasn't consistent. She's had a couple of times to speak. But and that's she's why I asked the first question. When was it that you decided that you did not believe her? I will say this. I had a pretty neutral stance, even though I chose to listen to her initially, as we should listen to victims initially. When the, um, the outlook on the case became, when she switched from brutal and violent to there was no... 
physical. She was not physically pressured. I did squint my eye. Speaks to your character. No, no um, matter what. I do feel that, that that is a completely different stance on the case. But this doesn't change the fact that there still will be a criminal investigation. Yeah. Um, but why do we rush to the defense of celebrities before people that we don't know? That's part of the problem. That we rush to people, we rush to support people that we know with the power and the money and the fame before the underdog, the little person. Agreed. Okay. I mean, here's what I've seen it with R. Kelly. We've seen it with many other folks. Well, I didn't do it. This is what I have to say about it. Um, I am inclined to believe a victim um when they speak out. No matter how they speak out, I mean my first No matter how or when is to believe them. However, I also understand that yes, people do make up shit. And yes. Chris Brown is the type of idiot that because of his behavior and because he's been enabled and because people just pay him no mind and let him do whatever the fuck he wants to do, he places himself in these precarious situations where he could be set up. I, I, I understand all of that. But we, we can't act like this motherfucker was just sitting around singing um, this Christmas and putting pigtails <laughs> in his daughter's hair. This bitch, uh, two people <laughs> took out restraining orders. Wow, on this such passion in that bitch. Can't stand him. Two people took out restraining orders on this asshole last year while he was doing all the good, while he was <laughs> reaching out, while he was being charitable. And being an egalitarian. Google it. Google it. He was still um, intimidating women, grabbing pussies and so forth. He's an abuser who engages in abuse, continuous abusive behavior. He And let me tell you something. In In Paris, they're very lenient about sexual assault. Okay? That's, you know, that's on the book. Women are Parisian women have complained um, about how um, the Paris government treats its female victims. Mm-hmm. It may not be known here, but that's what the the issue is. Interesting, because they arrested him. With his money and power, why couldn't somebody get to her and intimidate her into recanting her story? That's also possible. That is also possible. Chris Brown is, first of all, I don't give a good goddamn what happens to this fool, okay? He has done nothing but mistreat, beat, stalk, intimidate um, black women on social media. I have nothing for him, whether he did or didn't. But can we talk about the fact that his literal initial reaction to this was to rush to Instagram and post this bitch lying. This bitch lying. (laughs) Did that help you at all? I can't defend this motherfucker. How does that... Your initial thought is to rush to Instagram to post this bitch lying. Yeah, y'all can't, con- y'all can't, y'all can't control what people post or how they get upset or what they do. You truly make a sexist post, a misogynistic post. If the bitch was lying, she was lying. And that's, and that's, that's from his point of view. If the bitch was lying, she was lying. That's his point of view. He was arrested for violating and assaulting a woman and disrespecting her. 
So the first thing he does is dis- further disrespect and malign tough fucking character by saying, How does that help this you? bitch lying. How is this helping him? If anything, if it almost makes people it's want to further incriminate you. How has anything ever helped him? This is what he does. All of a sudden, y'all want him to change and do it y'all's way? Hold himself accountable for how his actions affect how the world is treating him, what's coming his way, his karma. I can't. I understand that, but y'all don't get to choose what people do. He's always been like that. Well, He's guess what? We get to critique it. Right, we get though. to critique it's it. Not right. But if she's lying, it's not right either. Yes, it's not right. So if we she's need to lying. visit both sides if. of it. We, if. If. For both. If. For both. If for both. Okay. No, but your immediate wrong. thought, it sounds more defensive of him. <laughs> okay, well, likewise, no when it comes to her. You stupid ass. You ain't supposed to be posting. This bitch lying. This bitch li- And no, let's oh, take it further. No. You're not just yeah. making... Po- you deleted the post because you knew that shit was wrong. And exactly. then you come back to this day and, and now you're selling t-shirts. this bitch lying merchandise. I can't. <laughs> to And that's what, that was his first know, thing. He said, he oh, I have a daughter. daughter. I've changed. You know, I have all these women in my life. I would never he do that. He has a hatred towards But then you say this bitch don't lying. don't want to acknowledge. Okay, let me add this. So on February, um, February 2nd, he made a post on Instagram saying, I mean, a post, a video, emotional plea basically saying, um, you know, basically the Lord can take away uh, everything that you have gotten from you, basically. In the, in basically, in the bank of an eye. Your gift can be taken away from you, by, basically on things like, in situations like this. And yes, that's an, and he gained a lot of sympathetic, sympathy from a lot of supporters from this post. It felt sincere to some. Um, my thing is... <laughs> He don't know nothing. I just about want him no to Lord. make better decisions. I just want him to make better decisions. He don't I, know nothing about. We've been saying Lord. that for like ten years now, girl. I mean, it just ain't gonna happen at this well, point. That's what, and no, and that's why it's not my immediate um, action. I mean, I'm not gonna immediately be like I support Chris Brown because it's like it's this repeat behavior of mm-hmm. very misogynistic, sexist behavior that I'm like I'm not about to rush to your defense. No. Does, I don't does, think does my voice. That, that he's a rapist. Need it. Those are not parallel. Yeah. Well, they they are a bit. No, a parallel. rapist. You can't just be a rapist because you've done shit in the past. This is they're ridiculous. not the same. But I do think that there is a it parallel. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. Someone and how you value and see women. Consistent abusive behavior. It's not like they can't become a rapist. I'm not saying he is. But it's not like it, it would be a shock. So allegedly, we say, allegedly, we say. Punching bitches in the stomach and uh, choking people. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. And please understand, some people were critiquing the, the young woman because she just didn't want to reveal her identity. Do you guys that's not right. understand why she would want to be... Because these um, bitches going... Because y'all asses are insane and y'all going to torment that damn lady. Okay. Y'all would cyberbully and torment her life. Okay. 
But, That's why she... But, but you don't want to show your face, but you want to hire a lawyer and actually... She's not the person, like she, she's not the last. you understand why she don't... But why, Do why you not is that so hard for you to understand why, though? Well, it speaks to credibility. And if you're dealing with the law... So you know, she could only be credible if you're dealing if with the law. If, what, listen, it was her choice to go to the law, okay? So if you're dealing with the law... What is your There point? are things that speak to credibility that she doesn't have. That's inconsistent Boy, stories. That's, you are only credible is, no, if you show your face. That's the bullshit. Now you, you Did I say you're only credible if you show your face? That's I said she sure should explain. show her face. And it that's why I said you need to be careful with that. It would help people to believe her story. That's why they ask victims to testify. So that you can hear them tell the story. of women who have shown their face, have been in the media, who've had sexual... I'm not talking about that. They help shit. I'm not talking about that. Don't say. Don't I'm make not talking it seem about that. Like that, her showing her face would make it seem would make it more easier for you. It's a possibility. You ain't it's a possibility. It. You didn't believe it to begin with. It's a so possibility. Now, that's some bullshit. Now, it's a no possibility. You didn't believe her to begin with. You didn't believe it from the beginning. Okay, well, y'all don't believe that's her at bullshit. all, and y'all keep here sitting here trying to say that y'all are being in the middle, but y'all don't believe him. So that's what it is. I'm pretty All neutral. I'm saying is, if she shows her face. If she shows I, her neutral, face, believing. it will help people believe her more. I'm and that's a fact. That's the possibility that that's he could have done it. That's why people that, testify. Okay, well, to you. To you. No, honey. To you. To you. To you. To you. Like, uh, okay. her coming out and showing her face would make it seem more credible. It no, don't help me, but you. it might help somebody else to listen. How? I'm gonna hold on guys, hold on guys. Uh, I'm gonna say this. So do we not understand that in the court of law, sometimes when somebody shows their face, that that's literally why we have the witness protection program. Mm-hmm. Literally why we have the fucking witness protection program. Because sometimes showing your face can put you in harm and danger. Okay, yeah. well, if if she's in harm and danger because of it, then we, we know Did who she, she is. Did she need to shut her fat ass mouth? What I'm saying is she'll get <laughs> she'll, protect me? she'll get protection. Who love me? She'll get it. She'll get it. It's Chris Brown. It's a high profile case. She'll she'll get it. But it will help certain people to believe her. How and is it going to help? That's why they ask victims How to testify. How many times do I have to say this? That's what the court of law is for. When you try to prove somebody <laughs> did something to you, you <laughs> testify. You either testify she behind testified. a closed door or you testify in front of people so that they can hear your story. Oh what, what, what's so what's hard to understand about that? What's the point? What's hard? You We're in the no, United you States. Fans have, you fans have already decided what the fuck it was before. I didn't decide the shit. I said, that, I said that her... Coming and showing her face will help certain people to believe her. That's what I said. What I'm saying is, y'all already made up. And y'all not gonna keep changing what I'm saying. I said what I said. No, 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 no. no, no. Let me make this very clear. (laughs) What you say implies things that you did not intend. Well, guess what? And no, if you speak, have I'm to very hold clear in my diction. And what I no, said you is... No, are because when we sat there and asked you what was your point, what, what, what did she do in the beginning that made you not believe her, you danced around that. Like I said, you fans already I said felt she like... Said she was brutally was beat. I answered the question. I said she said she was brutally beat. I didn't believe her. Why? Oh, because him brutally beating a woman I didn't believe is he so did far-fetched, huh? When you hear so shit, you either believe it or fresh. you don't. And we found that out with R. Kelly. So what the fuck uh, are y'all okay. trying to but, say? Because uh, him what the brutally fuck are y'all beating a woman is far-fetched. Oh, okay. No, I'm not believing. I don't believe that he's not capable, but I don't believe he did it this time. Oh, and I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> what, y'all, what y'all keying about? 
People can, people can't change. People can't grow. People can't get better just because you did something yeah, in the past. Let's, let's talk about it forever. Let's talk so about that real quick. Let's yes, talk please. about that because I have to say, we, let's go on back to Miss Badu Badu do Miss Badu Badu do. Oh, she, she said, said that about R. Kelly though. But no, this way now, different. Chris well, Brown is, is not different. known as a rapist. But no, I'm going to make known this as a connection. People that literally. For example, with R. Kelly, have not changed. This man is in his fucking 50s. But that's inexcusable. We have a lot of stories about him being a rapist to young girls. It's okay, not the same but as Chris we have Brown. a lot of stories about not him about being rape. abusive to women. Not about though. rape. But abuse is abuse. He's been abusive no, it's not. to women it's different. several times. A lot of people beat their wives that don't rape them. But you just really a lot of people beat their girlfriends that, that don't rape them. Okay, y'all are, y'all are trying to have to make a distinction that? that the two Y'all need to make a distinction between it. The, the two, I, what I, I am saying well, I'm is, actually supporting your claim that they are yeah, but, yeah, but y'all already he said, can her, y'all already put him change. in that group. He is not grown. And so just let him be in the group of the rapists. No, just let I him be there. I literally said that they are parallel but not Chris the same. Chris Brown's a rapist too. They're parallel but not the same. Allegedly. Yeah. Someone that is misogynistic and sex Give him a chance. Out. That's all I'm saying. Y'all can't even give we him a have chance. For 10 fucking years, this mother, how many motherfucking chances do you get? Why does he deserve this chance? They're going to keep accusing him of shit. It's not going to stop. When did he earn this chance from you? When he was being charitable and posting pictures with his fucking daughter. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> we just handing out chances? What fucking board game is this? Y'all do it all the time. Yeah, okay. y'all do handed out time. chances like y'all hand out here. Goodbye. Okay, let's say the topic. First of all, bitch. <laughs> okay, enough of that. Enough of that. Um, swallowers, we would love to hear your opinions about this. Comment on the video. Write us on Instagram. <laughs> write us directly. Let us know what you think. This is very a very tough topic. Um. All right. So we're going to move on to. <laughs> Miss Monique. Oh, God. <laughs> Another one. Did get to her? <laughs> so, <laughs> Monique did an interview with Vulture, and she said, I will say this humbly, but <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg is the help. <laughs> humbly. Hum- humbly. <laughs> yeah, that's humble. That's, that's humble. Oh, okay. She don't even know what that word means. <laughs> Well, for those who don't know, this steered, um, this is stemmed from her interview when she was on um, The View and Whoopi basically told her, um, I could have schooled you that you need to promote whether, when, if you sign up for a dual movie, you got to promote it whether you're getting paid for it or not. And that's where this comment came from. Can we start with you, Lindsay? Well, I just want to, you know, I've said all I've had to say about Monique in the past. <laughs> I Like, girl... I can't. But I, this time, I think it does deserve a tiny bit of introspection. First of all, she has no business calling anyone to help because Monique fails to remember that she came swooping in to save the Roseanne Barr's day. I remember okay? that. <laughs> she put on her fucking maid uniform okay. to come to the rescue of a, a Disgusting racist. Which so, made no sense. Miss Rosanna Barra, she came to my defense. Oh my God, which made no sense. <laughs> Girl, but I would like to speak to the different pathways of success that each one, I guess, are fighting for. Like, you know, Monique's stance is I have integrity, 
I don't care what it takes. You, you know, do. I'm not, I'm not um, I'd rather stay here with a little. And if I ascend, that's cool. And if I don't, that's cool too. Because we have to admit, I mean, you know, Monique ain't working at Walmart. She's mm-hmm. living nice. Mm-hmm. Whatever she's doing is whatever she's doing is still working for her. For her, yeah. Now, Whoopi's side is she believes you have to work your way up and accrue the power. Mm-hmm. And once you get and once you've amassed certain things under your belt, that's when you try to wield it and be political. Exactly. You know, but Monique's stance is she does not want to budge on her conviction. Well, you're not she that good. She doesn't want to play the game. You're not that good. She doesn't want to be political Sorry. with people. She wants people to be. <laughs> she wants people to be real with her, and she wants. She doesn't want to do that dance that everybody in Hollywood does, even though she's a black woman. I think she's trying to change the system in her own kind of way, but I don't know. It, it's the we wrong. can't necessarily wait, say it's worked to her detriment because shit is still happening for her. But for someone who's won an Academy Award, she should have, like, she should be, you know, not, like, more at the echelon now. I have a huge problem with her calling Whoopi the help. What was your issue with it? Let's get it. It just feels like, bitch, you're reaching. Mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg does not sit and let them say what they want on that panel when it comes she to surely does not. black issues in America. She takes all them bitches to pass. All the time and has been for years. Will I say that I thought Whoopi Goldberg was a little bit like Oprah in the 80s and 90s? Mm-hmm. A little bit. But look at them now. And not only that, they didn't turn their back and there's proof. So for her to call Whoopi, I mean, I hear Monique saying like little stuff. But she don't really, like, speak up for black people in a way that's larger than what it would gain for her. Exactly. So, so fuck exactly. her. That is so fuck her. true. All she needs to do is shut the fuck up, and maybe somebody will give her another chance. I don't no, trust her. She's, she's full of shit. She's full of shit to me. And, um, I mean, her cousin Steve Harvey, I don't care about that. Ooh. But I do care about her calling Whoopi Goldberg to help because Whoopi was right. Bitch, I could have schooled you. If Monique continued the way she was going, she would have amassed enough power to make her own decisions and get and get and get twenty million dollars like the white girl got twenty million dollars on a but but Monique, uh-huh. you actually your Academy Award is the highlight of your career and actually you've already done your best work. So oh. unless you come Ooh. out these gates like Meryl Streep or unless you come out these gates like Angela Bassett for decades and decades and decades of turning it. I don't want to hear you talking well, shit about other black people who have paved the way for you. I want to say you. that Blackbird, that was mm. a critically acclaimed movie. But, but, but it wasn't about her? Or was it? Mm. Did anybody give a fuck about her in Blackbird? <laughs> wasn't Mary J. Blige in that too? No, I think that no. was, um, no, that, that, was that black movie one. where she had that, that... With the white wig. The, the popcorn <laughs> here. She like popcorn. She had on a white wig. Okay. No, that was black yeah. nativity. Yeah, that was black nativity. <laughs> Monique got her. Maybe. Monique got her chance on Moesha with the legendary Brandy. Well, can oh, I say Lord. this? Can oh, I say Lord. this? <laughs> I, I just want to play devil's advocate here. I do think. Sure. Uh, well, Whoopi, when when Monique made the comment, she was more so talking about her taking on roles of more of an executive producing capacity and owning her own thing. And that's what Monique's saying that she does. Like, 
she's in charge. And compared to Whoopi's being offered opportunities, that I think that may not be what she wants to do. Whoopi has a shoe well, line. Don't say, girl. She has a shoe wait, line. Let me say this also. Um, and then also, um, there's still like this. Um, I think we all kind of actually may have this issue, but this almost need for white validation through. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, I like to call quote unquote white award shows and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, but for the same reasons we praise like Whoopi and RuPaul and um, Oprah, Oprah. Uh, that that have catered to white folks, we want that level of success while also critiquing the fact that they went for that white validation with the Grammys and the Emmys and the Tonys and the Oscars. Is it the white? Well, val- is it the validation from the same generation too? And I think yeah, they um, are. No, but Puff, da- think- Puff Daddy's one of them. Puff Daddy's one of them. He he well, slightly he, does it. He's not far removed from that. He slightly either. does it. No, he's not. No, I think it's these upcoming generations that are really trying to like um, Have maintain their um, proximity to blackness, yeah. owning their blackness without sacrificing it. Without yeah. sacrificing it, while still. Lena Waithe. I've never seen Oprah sacrifice her blackness, and they was trying her for blood. Well, like I said, well, here's the thing. That's why I was asking: is it is it seeking um, their approval, or is it knowing that having those accolades from their approval will take them further? There's there's a difference. Ultimately, there's a difference. I do think that it does a lot for us. It it causes a whole generation of people that are younger children to um, look past the glass ceiling and say, there are so many opportunities out there for me. Um, But on the flip side, I want people to understand that they're open their minds to what success means for them. Right. And that doesn't just mean having an Oscar. Like, but she always talks shit about her. I'm about to give somebody a compliment, and I never thought I'd be doing this. But Tyler Perry, for example, Tyler Perry just does what he does. (laughs) He's never really been critically acclaimed at the award shows like that, but he's still a billionaire. That's a good one. He's still a Mm -hmm. billionaire, and um, I think as much as I. Critique him, and I admire yeah. that. He's been able to democratize a, a subculture of black life that, um, you know, has been very profitable for him. Yeah. And given opportunities to scores of black actors, which is great mm-hmm. in that respect. Do I necessarily care for his content? Absolutely not. Girl, Lindsay, we didn't we didn't ask you all that, girl. Why you have to <laughs> throw him under the bus before you finished, girl? I don't give a good guy. She said, absolutely the fuck not. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. Oh, she's not having a <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> There's scoop on me. Cool is out, dismissed. But yeah, you know, mm. I mean, just with the cast of Black Panther at the um, the uh, the SAG Awards this Wakanda year, Wakanda forever. It was so <laughs> it was just so lovely to see, and then for Chad Bozeman to quote um, Nina Simone to be young, gifted, and black. I mean, that really resonated with me, and it means something to be young, gifted, and black, and to be able 
to being part of an ensemble class filled with black, young, talented black people about a fictional place that, you know, had people that, you know, were all black. Mm -hmm. Like where whiteness was minimized in a sense. It's just amazing. There are strides being made. I mean, that's a small one, but it counts for something. You know? Well, let's talk really quickly about this. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk really quickly about this. So um, what is your guys' thoughts about the king of comedy, Steve Harvey, and the queen of comedy, Monique, she has, allegedly, she threatened to slap him. And then he was like, if you slap me, me and your husband going to have to fight. And that husband ain't shit. And Steve, she was invited on his show to talk about the help comment, by the way. It's crazy. I want her to slap Steve Harvey so he could beat up her husband. <laughs> Me too. I was just going to say that for once I would be rooting for Steve and something. Girl, beat his no, no, ass. No, 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 no. Okay. There's actually two parts to me. I want Steve Harvey, Harvey to get slapped. <laughs> we, too. I want him to get slapped because he's problematic. And then I want the husband to get beat up too because he's a problem. Well, they oh, might God, knock each other problem. out. Pay it. So it's kind of like a win-win situation here. Why did she do it? Her whole life is going to change when she get rid of that nigga. She don't <laughs> even know it yet. The the source of her real problems is is that man. Him. Uh-huh. I want to fucking... The source of her real problems is that man. I want to know he why you don't like him, Lindsay. Cause... Spell. Because, let me tell you something. I don't know if y'all know this, but at the height of when she first started talking her shit, he wrote this... Um, he wrote this letter to a young man, like a screenwriter, or he wrote, I want to say it's Ryan Coogler, but Ryan Coogler is straight. A, a, a writer of somewhat, like a really like well-known movie. I can't think of the name right now. That person was, was gay. And the way he was like making these passively homophobic remarks toward this writer, baby, unacceptable plus he couldn't spell you know instead of wayside he would say the waste side throwing things by the waste <laughs> side Nigga. okay he can't spell he can't conduct himself with professionalism and when speaking to executives he is a disgrace and he is the cause of a lot of the bullshit Listening to him. Beyond that, I just don't know if he's a great manager at all. He is an ineffective. No, no, at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hell no. If he was a good manager, she would have got paid for her red carpet. Absolutely, <laughs> and not only that, she would have ascended instead of filling her mind with all this book. You know, she to let that Baltimore shit go. Yeah, that nigga go shit. Go do the work. Go instead of attacking people. Go do what you're good at. Nigga the shit. work. Everybody want like want to sit around and talk without working. Mm-hmm. The work is what matters. The you know work what I'm is saying? all this like, talk, 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 talking, honey. Yeah, talk, 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 talking talk, to me. Talking to me. <laughs> 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 all right, guys, we're gonna wrap this up. Shout out to A Marie. 
<laughs> is that how that song goes? No, it's not. It don't work. We're going to move along to the Need Some Head segment. Getting some head. And we're back for the Need Some Head segment. Yum, 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 yum. It's nothing better than giving head in the wintertime to warm up your mouth and face. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. I was just actually talking about this. I think today I'm going to give head with passion like I was young. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't give... I miss being young because I gave head like I had something to prove. Ugly head. Oh. That's ugly ugly head. So, so you know what? I'm going to prove something today. Now, when I give this head, I'm going to pop my titties, Mm. my chest, Mm, 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 mm. in honor of the recipient. (laughs) And then I'm going to do a white girl's dance. Oh, my God. The person deserving of head this week... It's Terry Crews. Ooh. Ooh. Black, black. I got three motherfucking jobs. Bitch. Okay. (laughs) And I'm going to give you all of them in blowjobs, bitch. Mm. Terry Crews needs some motherfucking head. (laughs) And here's why. Bye, Lindsay. Here's why he's deserving. (laughs) Um, So, for those who don't know, he was sexually assaulted by somebody in... And the celebrity. An executive. Yeah, mm-hmm. an executive. Someone who's very well known. And he spoke about it and he was critiqued about it. And he has become a, a very a loud and proud and advocate for sexual assault for men and women. And when he was talking about these things, cisgender, cisgender heterosexual black men felt the need to attack him on Twitter, you know, for him being so muscled and black and mm. dark-skinned and intimidating. They felt the need to say that he should have done more. Right. Because, and really playing into toxic masculinity, and honestly, you're playing into the narrative how people are, um, um, what do you call that? When police see someone and assume that they are an intimidating person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, judging a book by its cover. Judging a book no, by its cover. It's the word but it's for a it. more uh, exact Elaborate term. way yeah, of yeah. saying yeah. it. I can't think of it right I now. Lizzie, <laughs> we usually got this. Uh, what, profile? Yes, profiling. Yeah. Profile. Thank you. Ooh, come on, Marcus. Uh, Lyrical Martin, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my name, bitch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Dio Hugley attacked him, and he was like, "You could have done more." He was basically like, um, "They were saying that he, he could have done more," and he said, "I did do more. I pushed him away. I did all of this and that." And Dio Hugley went, "Well, you didn't slap him." And then Terry Crews is like, "So if you're saying this is the correct way to address..." Problematic, toxic behavior. Should I smack your ass? Yeah. Should I smack you? you? Yes, God. And he has the answer is yes. The answer is yes. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is yes. (laughs) Baby. This is your motherfucking mouth. And DL paid it. And he also went on a rant about this. And I really appreciate this. Had he him as a muscle-bound, tall, intimidating figure and also a dark-skinned person put hands on this person. 
He would have went to jail. He would have went to jail. They would have rushed to the defense of that white man. Absolutely. And he would have been in litigation, baby. It would have been a mess. I'm so proud of Terry Crews for speaking on this and not letting up his foot on these business necks. Yes. Because it's needed. Especially black men. Read them, uh, Terry. Is, oh, and I, I give you head respectfully to your wife. I know you're married. Who? Listen, the man is married. <laughs> the man is married. But I do, out of respect, that he just deserves it that much. Hmm. Sloppy, but it's sloppy. not too often that we have black heterosexual men that speak cisgender yeah. men that speak up like this. Yeah, he's a diamond yeah. in the rough. Yep. Terry Crews looks like one of those 1980s porn stars. He <laughs> so, really does. So I'm sure he would sit with his legs wide open, bitch. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Ready. And he has a... Bitch, you know, he used to be um, a janitor that was paid $8 an hour just cleaning floors and then he played football professionally oh. and then he became an actor. Yeah. So in wow. my opinion, he got a lot of experience that I need to take advantage of. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, the way he would clean me up, the way he would tackle me, oh, and the way that he would pretend it was good. Oh, you thought, oh, <laughs> Goodbye. All that experience right there, dude. Mm-hmm. It's a big nigga. Oh yeah. Yes, Lord. Can y'all I, based on what are y'all spirit telling you? How big is it? Oh. How big do y'all think it is? I think eight. Uh, nine. I think yeah, eight. me too. Eight or nine. Eight or nine. I think nine is pushing it. <laughs> Girl. Ooh. Why? Because he's muscular. Uh, something about him is that? well. Listen, it don't have to make sense. My spirit <laughs> tells me that it's seven to eight. Yeah, and that's okay. That's, that's okay. You know, that's Absolutely classified fine. as husband dick. Yeah, and he's a husband. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, so, and he's yeah. got big boobs, a big boobs, a big ass too. Oh. And I don't think it has hair on it. Oh. Oh. You think the hole is bare? The hair is, the, the hole is pretty. Trust. It's oh, Terry yeah. Crews. You know, it's all one color. Of course. It's all one color. Even toned it. Not, not purple like your butt. Oh, bitch. Not I'm, you. I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking about? Everybody else. <laughs> bitch had to clutch my pearls. I said, what did I, I do to deserve such <laughs> <laughs> Not you. Man. I almost said the same damn, Amory. I would like to say that. I mean, it's a little bit darker than the rest of my body. No, Terry Crews has come on, Marty. He has beautiful. (laughs) He has beautiful. He has beautiful skin. He has beautiful skin. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, thank you, Terry Crews. Um. Keep doing it. Mind you, it's a crew club in motherfucking DC. That's a bathhouse. Shout out to them. Bye. And I like that you You said. (laughs) And I like that you said that Terry Crews doesn't let his foot up. And I hope he doesn't. That's all I got to say. He's not going to. He doesn't intend to. All right. There you go. Hope you enjoy it. Make sure you come in my eye. All right? We're going to move on to the topic of the day. That hurts. Here's the T-O-D, the topic of the day. And now we're back for the topic of the day. Mm. Now, this has been a topic that has been on my list before this show has even started. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to do this topic, but I had to make sure that I did it right. 
Uh, it's no better time than I'm feeling now. Um, so the topic of the day is blisters. Mm. Blisters for me is black sisters. Black sisters and their relationship with black gay men. And I want to talk about specifically black cisgender. That is someone that is... Cisgender means that your sex aligns with your um, gender. And heterosexual women. So for the sake of the conversation, we're just going to say cishet for cisgender and heterosexual. So that makes it less stressful. (laughs) So black cishet women. Um, I think the conversation about trans women becomes a whole other topic and they will get their time. Um, So yeah, we want to talk about the complicated relationship between black cishet women and black gay men. Mm. I'm going to start off with our experiences as black gay women. I mean, black gay men. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the problem, bitch. That's the problem. That's the problem, bitch. You trying to be like me. You want to be like me. (laughs) Bitch, you could never be me. You could never be me. Uh, but I want to start with part one. We're going to talk about how black cishet women contribute to homophobia and toxic masculinity. Mm. And we're going to start with our experiences. Can I start with you, Lyrical Kumar? Yeah. Um, I think that most black women don't realize that you can pick up on things from as a young child. It starts to when it starts from around when you can walk and talk, and you're just doing you, okay? Um, maybe you're acting a little feminine, um, but when you do things to correct, um, you know, your son who might be gay or he's acting a little feminine, actually, it affects them, and you don't even realize it. When you get over older to like four, five, six, seven, it it starts to happen in school, and people are always saying something, um, like bullying. Bullying it goes on at school. That's outside of black women, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's the same type of behavior. Um, and then you know, fifth grade going into middle school, then you really notice how people are in your family are looking at you and. Um, you're listening to what your mother is saying to you and realizing that there are things about you that she would change. Mm-hmm. That is, um, it's extremely hard to deal with. Um, not feeling like you can live up to your parents' expectations because of uh, how you act or the fact that you're gay. Expectations of being a man? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for me, it happened um, with black women in my family, you know, when I was in my younger days. Um, sometimes it was from a distance, and sometimes it was right in my face, but I was catching all of it because, of course, I'm a, a butch queen mm-hmm. back then, too. So, I'm catching all of it. And um, so, that's where my relationship with black women began. They were my favorite people. But also, they would make me sick. Mm-hmm. More so than black men in my life because it was sort of expected mm. by the way that I saw, you know, black men in and out of my family um, treat everyone. 
So for black women, I had a little bit more high expectations or would like to. And I also had teachers in middle school that... That were black women? Yes, that were good, you know, mentors to me. Mm -hmm. So once I didn't get that from, you know, family members and other people that were closer to me who were older, it was a little bit discouraging and hurtful. So um, I think my point of this is just to say that if you have a child who might be gay, you need to let that child and be I guess how they black are. And on the queer spectrum, correct? So, Whatever. Yeah. You know, if you have a gay child, you need to let them be you know, who they are because they remember every single thing you said to them. And they also remember every single thing your, your friends um, and sisters said and brothers said. You know, and sometimes you you're told something that some some something is said about you behind your back, and you're told about it. Um, that's and how it, can you talk about any specific ways that it may have affected you growing up? It it, it made me shy for a long time, longer than I needed to be shy. Um, I only can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, only because you know if somebody's always telling you to put bass in your voice and shit like that. I mean, it's like, fuck it, I won't talk. I'm okay with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I know you're not, but I'll get through it. Um, so that's just how I dealt with it. And that was a direct... That was a major one for you. Yeah, that was a major one for me. I could have been letting it out much sooner. You were holding back from your actual... I said I could have been letting it out much sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm, that's a hard one. Um, Jay Bolin, is it any experience that you would like to share with us? Um, truth be told, there's only three maybe moments in my life where I had that type of uh, negative or toxic situation with black women as far as like homosexuality goes. Um, I won't delve too deep, but I will say there was one particular time where uh, a group of girls who... I had grown up with and had been friends with for years since like the age of nine. We had known each other. Um, By the time we were like maybe 18 or 19, we had kind of fell out. Like the group was separated. It was me and two of the other girls on one side and the other three girls on the other side. Well, doing all the back and forth, I found it very, one, disheartening and two, bizarre that the same people who were there to, like, uplift me when I came out and, like, said that they did not care. Mm-hmm. Also, were the first ones to turn around and call me a faggot on Facebook um, because you're mad at me and you don't like something that I did. So now, suddenly, I'm all these types of faggots. And and um, I remember one time, one of the girls even told me, um, because I write, and I had written a story where one of the characters was a gay black kid, and I remember her telling me, mm-hmm. Me and my cousin thought that your story that you wrote was disgusting, and he said that it made him sick, and it made me feel sick, too, and it was disgusting. They even made a video of me, well, of not me, but where they were dressed up, and one of them had on this um, made chain and paper that had my name on it, where they repeatedly called me faggots and all these other things in this video. Um, Wait, how did that make you feel? Wow. Uh, more so, you know what? I think I was more stunned than anything at first. It was just like, oh, okay, so this is what we're doing and this is what we're giving. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think uh, it was a sense of betrayal, just a simple fact. Like I said, you guys are like attacking me over my sexuality of all things. Like I even said, like I never even pulled the whole card with one of the girls. And honey, I have your whole whole history in my mind because <laughs> I know how you got down during those years. So it was just weird to me that we were hitting so low um, through this debacle. Um, so yeah, so that was one of my first experiences, really. Um, dealing with that. And my second experience, which is probably one that hurt me the most, um, a cousin of mine's ex-wife, him and her were going through their little divorce and breakup situation. Mm-hmm. And um, I was not there to witness how this conversation even started or why I was brought up. But I was just told by my cousin that his ex-wife had said that she had an issue with her son um, sleeping in the bed with me or sleeping in my bed and so she common. didn't want him to receive those quote-unquote demons and um, that probably was the most hurtful thing I think I've ever experienced with being gay just because I was very supportive of this particular person always defended her even when like other family members did not like her um, supported her writing um, bought her so book, close. like, you know, I was always there. And for you to, one, like, have an issue with me being gay or another, or me bringing home another man as if I would allow anyone to do anything to your child when I was more protective over who your child was around than you and your child's father. Mm. And two, for you even just, like, kind of align that there's something wrong with my little cousin who was, like, two years old at the time sleeping in the bed with me, like, that's just an issue. And conflating homo- homosexuality with pedophilia. Yeah. Exactly. Ugh. Ignorance. And you said you had a third experience. Do you have it to share? Oh, um... This one was back maybe I was like maybe around the eighth grade. I was going to this theater program um, for acting and dancing. And I just remember one of the girls um, calling me out for just like the way that I stood and walked. And that just bothered her existence. (laughs) Literally. And that one caught me off guard because like one... I just, what I wasn't ready for it. And two, it was just out the blue. I think I might even like cry maybe at home that day, but you know, I ain't going to cry in front of these people. I'm a thug. But (laughs) (laughs) that way affected me just because it's like, you know, we're here like in a space of like dancing and acting. Are you really trying to like call me out for the way that I'm walking? Mm -hmm. It was a black, it was a black girl. What felt like a safe space became another space where you were unwanted or felt uncomfortable for being who you were. Well, yeah, just, yeah, I felt, definitely felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I have a story that's similar. It's it's real quick. It's real quick. It was no, in high school. Please. And this girl, one of my Judy's, I mean, I liked her, but... Judy's we, means like, like good girlfriend. Yeah, whatever. Judy's is like, you know, hey girl. But nevertheless, <laughs> um, you know, we had a disagreement about something or I was friends with a girl that she recently fell out with. Mm-hmm. And then I was walking with her. Um, this also, this involves Dorothy, my girlfriend. No. Miss Dorothy. Nevertheless, um, I chose Dorothy. And uh, we were walking and this bitch go call me a faggot from like, you know, 
from where that sofa is over there, about 10 feet away, as I was walking by with, uh, with Dorothy. And I treat my black girlfriends with a lot of um, respect. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really... If I get mad at them, I don't scream at them or say something But Bitch, I read her if I fail. <laughs> because I could not believe that she tried to do that to me. And plus... I'm, I'm a Jackson. I never admitted I was gay, so you don't know for sure. Yeah. So I don't like that bitch. They decided for she, you. She decided for me and fuck her. And actually, she's someone that I still communicate with because I let it go because I did like her at some point. But I saw her ass at the Paradox with her motherfucking girlfriend. So, Paradox Club in Baltimore? Yes. I saw her at the Paradox in Baltimore years later with her girlfriend. I was given, that's why, bitch. That's why. <laughs> and you still don't mm-hmm. fuck with her? I don't fuck with her, but I know that's why. So I've let it go. Oh, because she... Yeah, was, she's a fucking, you know... She, she's a part of the community. She's part of the community. <laughs> Thank mm. you, Lindsay. Part of the family. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay. The family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yep. I, I have a few issues with that. Um, mm-hmm. it, it speaks on how some black cishet women feel like they have to label you. They have to, yeah, they need to demote know. you from this, this class of cishet black men like no yep. you're not one of I have to identify you I have to single you out um, and that's a problem so I do want to speak on my issues um, and I'll speak about it really, very briefly but um, I had an issue um, much like your stories I love cishet black women with all my heart I started this show saying that I will support them I will always love them and I will always pretty much give them the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. even when they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't excuse homophobia. I have to at least check them on that. And so growing up for me, the, my aunties, my grandmothers, my mom, um, and, and uh, many of cishet black women at my schools and grammar school and high school were very supportive of me. And many of which are still close to me to this day. And I love them all. But I had I had issues with them growing up, you know, in the same way that they could hug me, they could push me away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the same way that, you know, they could love me. They could show and very much that they hated me, too. Yeah. Um, and so it's this push and pull, tug of war, love, hate hot and cold relationship I have with black women is so very complicated. The same people that made me feel confident enough to speak up and defend myself and be who I was, but also um, mocking me and parodying me um, um, behind closed doors or not defending me to their other friends and really showing how they really felt about what I was doing, how I spoke, how I presented myself. Um, and it started to feel unsafe. It started to feel unsafe, and I had the question, is this space right for me? In each and every encounter I had with them, whether it was my auntie, and uh, it wasn't until, like, my, um, I came out the closet officially at, like, 16 years old. Um, I was having, um, MSM, I mean, well, male, Males on male sexual intercourse by 15 going on 16, like 15 to 10 months. Um, 
but it wasn't until like maybe um, 18 to 20, literally my time in ballroom where I really start to take notice to these interactions and say that it wasn't good for me. And I had to look at it with a careful eye. There was one situation in particular that comes to mind where I had with a stepmother. Um, I was very close with her. And I had fallen out with my father. We had a very troubled relationship because he had made some homophobic comments about um, not wanting to eat off the same spoon as me because he felt that he can catch something. Or he didn't... He felt that I was only gay because I was scared of rejection from women. Um, And he created all of these narratives that were outside of the truth. Because in his head, he thought that it was only possible to be gay if you were sexually assaulted as a child or um, more so closely um, molested. Right. And so my biggest supporter, one of my biggest supporters in that time, should I say, was my stepmom. She was very, it's going to be okay. I understand. I still love you. She made me feel safe. Because even my biological mom, um, she had claimed to be bisexual. But in my experience coming out, I didn't feel that love. It felt that she made, she chose a side when I came out. Um, It was kind of like, don't bring that, not so many words, don't bring that gay shit to this house. Right. And I didn't. And so that was one instance where I didn't feel another black woman cut me out. I thought that I was in a safe space with you and then you said I couldn't be who I was around you. So I felt unsafe there. And then with my stepmom, even though she was a shoulder to cry on and was my emotional support, she said to me, well, she didn't say to me, it got back to me around 17 when I actually got close to Lyra Komara that she didn't want me around the children. And so at first when this came to me, it was presented as my father didn't. But right. it was actually a group decision. They made the decision together that they didn't want me around the children because it would influence them or they didn't trust me that I might touch on one of them. Again, conflating homosexuality with pedophilia. And I have to be honest with myself. Why was it that I was more mad at her than I was with my own biological father? And it was because of this exact conversation we're having today. You're let in by these people that you think love you. And so they get to a, um, a level of comfort. Um, this area so close to your heart that is easier to inflict pain. Right. They move beyond these walls that you put up and now they hurt you. Um, I don't even know to this day if I can say that I've repaired this relationship with her because I just never thought it was possible that she could feel this way about me. Um, She always thought I was smart and wise and beautiful and she spoke so highly of me still to this day. But it's just like, how do you feel about me truly behind closed doors? She even said passive-aggressive homophobic comments like, uh, well, if you don't play sports, then you ain't no real man. Not realizing how that would affect me. Um, I said all these things about her that were terrible. 
and still I think she's one of the best things on this world. Right. I do. I think she's beautiful. I think she's smart. I think that she is the woman that my father needs. But at the same time, I sighed at her knowing that there's a dagger behind her back. Mm -hmm. And I'm still scared. I think I can say that I'm still scared because that I haven't reconciled with her. I've reconciled with my father and many other family members, but I don't know if I'll let that go. Um, so I want to talk to, uh, well, I didn't want to single her out. I do think that even with my aunties and my grandmother, my grandmother, uh, though I love her, she has perpetuated this, this lie that my other gay cousin had molested me as a child when we stayed with him briefly. And it's so far from the truth that it was ridiculous to me. I had not realized this was the thing for about two or three years. And her and my father used to talk about it. And when it came to my attention, I mean, when it came to my attention that this lie was being perpetuated, I said that I had to leave. I wanted nothing to do with the Johnson name and nothing to do with the noble name. I wanted to be detached from my family because... I had to escape their homophobia and I left them went to New York. And that's why to this day, they, they feel like I'm, I'm not open to them. I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't know about y'all. Maybe y'all can ask y'all this. Do you feel that you are close to your family when it's maybe convenient, like on holidays or when you need to feel connected to your canon blood sometimes? I think we all do. But it's not like I'm close to all of them. Yeah, not all of them. Yeah. But certain ones that are like the nuclear family, you know, the or, you yeah. know, the, the grandmothers, the maybe the uncles. The, the matriarch. The matriarchs. Um, the <laughs> matriarchs in your family. Yeah, um, so. We're still all suffering from this patriarchal society that is really ridiculous. But no, I still feel like I need to have some form of connection with this family that pushed me away. Yeah. I, oh, can I also say this? That the reason that I also have to give them the side eye is because I know that I experience some forms of privilege. And that they only conveniently deal with me because I am not too flamboyant that's outside of their comfort zone. Right. Or they can deal with it. They can deal with it. If you was in drags, they would be losing it. Yeah. Or basically. The fact that I'm intelligent or the fact that I'm attractive. I know that part of it is some form of pretty privilege. The way your family deals with you. People in this world, but yes, the family too. Okay. <coughs> well, that's fair. Uh, uh, that's fair. I don't know. I don't feel like that. Me and my family are close for the most part. I've never really, like like I said before, like, I don't, I've never really experienced too much um with like my actual family like yeah i've had like an instance or two where i've had to like check somebody but like overall my family was very supportive of me and even 
coming out and me and my femininity growing up. Like, um, I used to walk around with a fucking pink Power Ranger, honey. Um, so, I don't know. I get that. I mean... I, I, I kind of just did what I wanted to. I think they're supportive, but there's this... I don't know. Like, the, it's going to possibly happen. One day, they're going to slip up and say gonna, some shit. It's going to be straight. Or, and so I find myself choosing my chosen family over my <laughs> my my blood family a lot. Um, Lindsay, so yeah. can you talk about can you talk about any ways that that cishet black women maybe contribute to homophobia and toxic masculinity? Oh my god, I don't even know where to begin. I'm still reeling from all these instances and stories. Um. First, I'd just like to say, not even as a Black woman, but just as Lindsay, you three are just amazing, and you didn't deserve any of that. I am grateful to know all three of you. Um, And I apologize. Um, As far as Black, she said, Black, um, Black, she said, women and the way they handle their relationships with gay men. I myself, I'll use myself as an example first, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've talked about growing up in a very conservative household mm-hmm. and having these inclinations to protect gay people in my life, but still having this, you know, conditioned mindset. Not necessarily that gay people were bad or anything like that, but I still had that conservative mindset where it was something different. You didn't want your, if you had a son, you didn't want that. You know what I mean? Those, those same things. So it was like a push and pull with me throughout my life. I'd say even up until about seven years ago, I had an issue with gay marriage and like not the institution itself, but just the name that it would be called marriage. And mm-hmm. I realize now, of course, I'm so enlightened now that it's just dumb. It was dumb me even thinking it, but you have to go through a progression. You have to go through um, a reconditioning. And that's what and I unlearning did. Unlearning what you grew up on. Unlearning exactly what I grew up in, like what I was taught. Yeah. So I would say defining moment for me, of course, was finding ballroom. I'm a big, huge ballroom fan. Number one, that helped me a lot. And number two, being asked to write for my favorite show, which is a show about gay black men. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a fan of the show first, a huge fan of the show, like their most bestest fan ever, <laughs> still mm-hmm. to this day. <laughs> and But it wasn't until I really became entrusted with telling their story mm-hmm. that my whole life changed because I met people two people in particular that are so important to me, I would kill for them. And I mean that. People that I have met 
treated me with so much kindness and so much love. I owe it to them, these people in this community that has embraced me, that has helped me, that has fortified my life. I owe it to them to never disrespect them or offend them in any way. And I made it my business to listen, learn, step out of my privilege, and, you know, just open my mind. Mm -hmm. Black women think gay men are only supposed to be in their lives, and I'm speaking in general terms. Yeah. Um, Black women think that gay men are only supposed to be ornamental in their lives. Entertainment. Mm -hmm. Sis. Yeah. All that, that language. Flipping hair. Makeup. Styling. Those, this is the only capacity they see that black they gay men in their lives mm-hmm. as entertainment. And never really taking them does, seriously. What that does is creates this conditional um it creates this conditional thing between them. Like the love is it has conditions. Mm-hmm. You can do my hair, you can do my makeup, we can kiki. But, but you can't tell me about your life. I don't want you around my man. I don't trust you. I don't want you around my children. Mm -hmm. And that's the bottom line. There is this, there are always conditions. And and for me, that was also a big thing. Anybody that's important to me in my life, gay or straight, they can come to me about anything. Sex, their relationships, what's going on in their life. I wanted no limit, like there's no limits to what. Mm -hmm. They they can talk to me about. That's mm-hmm. just how I am, and that's just how I wanted to be for my gay friends, my gay family. Um, I want to say something specifically about what gays. You know, shishet women. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, straight. Well, you know, black shishet women. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Most of them don't even realize that their heterosexuality. Is a privilege. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is gay, uh, black shishet women are treating gay black men the way black straight men, straight cis men treat them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They like to dismiss um, the manhood of gay black men. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they don't regard, you know, there's no regard for their manhood at all. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if that what takes place in their bedroom is really, it really encompasses all of who they are as a person. And that's not the case. And I think that it's subconscious, you know, because we're the most beat up women in the world. We're the most disrespected in the world. And there's like this subconscious thing like, where, well, we can get to do that to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? We get to wield our privilege. We, we, we get to label. We get to do all these things that are done to us. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. 
I had to unlearn a lot of it. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a saint, close to it, but not a saint. I still have learning to do. Sometimes I listen. Sometimes I still have to listen. Um, but I respect people. I respect the humanity in people. Yeah. But some people, like most Black women, they're weaponizing Christianity to use it against gay Black men. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a major one. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Treating them as entertainment and dismissing their manhood. Those are the three major And I think things. that Black women, Black cishet women, um, they reinforce the same toxic masculinity that holds them back. Yeah. Um, <sighs> in ways that they don't even realize. My baby can't cry. If he's a boy, he can't cry. Or my man can't cry. My man can't cry. My man can't and then do they want to know that. why their nigga ain't sensitive or don't feel shit. You know what I'm saying? When things happen. And they need men to be this aggressive and masculine and brutal. Yeah. When that also... It's something about a woman who can let her husband be... And dominant. In, in touch with his feminine side. I think that's very important. I've seen it in action. I, I never well, allow the space. Cry. Yeah. Allow the My father was a cancer. He was sensitive. Oh, cancer. <laughs> cancer. Water signs are sensitive. Yeah. yeah. So he was sensitive. <laughs> but we have to change the topic soon so wrap up your point yeah um all I'd like to say is um damn I almost forgot what I was gonna say <laughs> oh, damn again yes um <laughs> you said a lot Lindsay wanna, it was it was perfect let's, yeah let's, let's it was perfect it was perfect Jaren yeah we could stop Bo- Bolin <laughs> What? Bowling swallow? Oh, okay. <laughs> Girl. It's suddenly. <laughs> oh, suddenly. suddenly. I thought it was bowling oh, swallow. Oh, wait a minute. Shit. I did want to say one more thing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to address, because we never addressed it. Carisha from the City Girl and Kevin Hart. Both people. <laughs> yeah, I want to get into some shit. Who? Especially Carisha. Carisha. That dumbass Carisha. First of all, young lady, she said something. <laughs> She said something about if she saw anything gay in her son, she would beat him. And then she mm-hmm. tried to come back and say, you know, like, if, if you touch something on your mama's table and you say, <laughs> get away from that table, I'll beat you. It's not the same thing, Teresa. And, and girl, that's not what you meant either. Girl, bullshit. that's not what you meant. Keep it real. And for me, like, that was particularly disheartening and it, it was upsetting to me and it was hurtful to me because Number one, I don't have any children. Mm-hmm. And, but I know that I could think of a whole host of other things that I would want my boy, boy child to be, mm-hmm. you know, other than just gay. Mm-hmm. There are motherfuckers out here that don't honor, that dishonor the women that they are with. They don't take care of their children. They're pieces of shit. They are disrespectful. <laughs> They're horrible human fucking beings. Mm-hmm. If that's if that's what the choice is, I'd rather my kid be gay. Because I have met some of the most sweetest, kindest, 
loving, intelligent, um, just wonderful young men. Um, I would want my child to be more like them, actually, yeah. than anything. Right, and that's why when you know, uh, that's why when the and mothers that's what I say to that that's why when you grow up, your mother be um, you know, they want to get closer to you because they realize how special you are. But baby, you didn't know back then, and that's okay because I'm here. Here. I'm still here, bitch. Here. She was turning it like she was Janet Jackson, bitch. <laughs> Girl. Baby. I was losing yeah. it. Come hey, on, Nothing of the sweat. <laughs> All right. So, Kim, let's get to part two. And this is an unfinished conversation. It's impossible it for us to cover it every really little is. thing. But I want to touch on as long as, as briefly as we can. Um, how black gay cis men contribute to massage noir. Yeah. Oh. And I'm going to start with Lindsay's experience oh with <laughs> yes. that as a black cishet woman. Well, as a black cishet woman, I do work. <laughs> In close proximity, you know, in close proximity with gay men, like, all the time. And then there, I mean, okay. And I also navigate gay spaces as well. So I would say, like, in navigating some of these gay spaces, I'm met with a lot of trepidation, which is, you know, we just spoke uh, spoke about. There is a lot of contention you know, especially if there's a black woman that comes in a in a space reserved for gay men to be laughing and, you know, enjoying mm-hmm. themselves, loving and flirting and carrying and dancing. You know, they don't want to be under the gaze of, of black shishet women. It's not for that. And sometimes I'm met with aggression. And then there are some instances where, you know, my thoughts are dismissed solely because I'm, you know, a woman, um, you know, Sis. it gets complicated. <laughs> I don't want to go on like, I don't want to go on crazy because I think there's so many things that black women do to gay men that just supersede like these little bullshit microaggressions. I mean, they're not bullshit, but these microaggressions from black gay men. But I think a lot of it is in response to how certain black straight women, when they come and, you know, hey, you know, like Mm -hmm. the way they quick to call somebody sis. And not everybody want to be called a sis. Misgendering. I, I treat everyone like a man. I respect them as men. I don't give a fuck whether he is in a full face, a full beat, with some heels on. I'm calling him by his name. I don't give a fuck. Like, but let's speak on that. Let's speak on that because there's two parts to this. So, well, no, we can't assume a man's pronouns or a, a cis gay man's pronoun. But let's talk about the, the, the dismissal of misogynoir or misogyny from gay men and particularly black gay men. So I was reading an article and it was talking about how black women tend to downplay it because 
something we talked about before, they see black gay men as less than men and they don't take it as serious. Yeah, they don't look at them the same way. They don't think they're equal. It is just as valid. And calling a black gay man out on his misogyny does not make you homophobic. We have to hold men accountable for their contributions to systemic sexism and misogyny. We have to. Because they experience male privilege. They do. At the end of the day, they do. At the end of the day, men are paid more. At the end of the day, men can still um, abuse women. And what happens more often than not is that gay men are verbally abusing and assaulting women. They and are. It's, and it's now, dismissed. That, yeah, I've it's seen dismissed. it so much. We may yeah. not attack them, but sometimes it is an attack because I have seen a many of gay men that feel comfortable putting their hands on a woman. Yeah. And yep. sometimes even women don't take it as serious because it's a gay man. No, that's why they're arguing in the first place. But it is still a problem. Oh, yeah. It is still a problem. And that's why I want to speak on it. I have to call out our issues. And we all need to touch in on this as black gay men. Like, things that we need to hold ourselves accountable for. Mm -hmm. We need to hold ourselves accountable for our language. When we use it, when we call in, we're assuming that women want to be called bitch. We can't make that assumption <laughs> that all women are okay with being called bitch or yeah, cunt right. or, yeah. or cunt or fish. These <laughs> terms can all be offensive. Fish. And yeah. though we may use yeah, it, sometimes it's... Fish, honey. <laughs> they, they, yeah. say, they say but fish. But it could be argued that these are all colloquial terms, even though it's they're It's colloquial, offensive. but they're, they're that's offensive. why we have to get to the point of where it's this thin line between appreciation of womanhood and then this parody Mm -hmm. or appropriation of womanhood for lack of better term of womanhood Mm -hmm. because it's like and and I use that loosely it's very 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 complicated on one hand I do see on one side should I say that cis gender heterosexual women feel to feel like they have to block and protect womanhood to for themselves mm. and trans folks and queer folks can't have access to it mm. right that is an issue but at the same time there is a mocking of womanhood or this 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 need for some gay men to feel that they do womanhood better better than women absolutely better than women that was my problem a long time ago like i would meet gay men i would be open and friendly and they'd be like looking at me like bitch i could do you better 10 times over i'm a better bitch to you i can steal your man i'm prettier i'm more of a woman than you could ever be (laughs) these these terms or and let's talk about it let's talk about the unreasonable expectations we place on specifically black women and their standards of beauty. Oh my God. How yeah. good they weave have to be. How they have to constantly <laughs> well, present their Well, honestly, the weave, the weave, it needs to be to a certain point. All women don't want to wear weave. Oh my All God. It's, it's unreasonable expectations. We're so hard on them. that, And especially dark skin 
cishet women who are not <laughs> always applauded and celebrated for their beauty. We're always so hard on how they have to look and present themselves. Or we use mm-hmm. backhanded compliments. You're pretty for a black girl. Ugh. You know, do gays do that too? They're intense. That's it's ridiculous. Not, I don't want, it's well, not just, just us. Well, I know. But no. we contribute. But, but a gay person should know better. We contribute. And I'm not trying to play oppression Olympics here. I think in many ways, <laughs> because we're so low on this, uh, well, it's no other way to word this. It's because we're both so low on a totem pole mm-hmm. and that we almost see eye to eye. I'm not trying to say who's experienced worse levels of oppression than the other, but if I had to choose, I would say black women. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we see so closely eye to eye almost that it's like, that's why we bond. Right. And we have to do better with respecting each other, speaking to each other but, uh, in, in more respectful language, um, diminishing toxic masculinity and eradicating, actually, on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, Women have to do it. Black women have to do it. Cishet women. And gay men have to do it, too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we participate. Mm-hmm. Well, I spent a lot of time in um, Baltimore you know, when I was partying when I was younger. And not to say anything about Baltimore, but I'm just saying that's where I saw the most amount of females in a gay space. And, you know, if you've been to Baltimore, you know what I mean. There are a lot of gay. Yeah. But anyways, the point was, I saw, I don't like when uh, black, you know, I have to be clear here, black male homosexuals, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Treat their girlfriend like they another one. You, you said another one. In, in the, yeah. like another one of like them. We're equal. Like oh, we're, like we're you know, equal it's it's gay. still a woman. There are certain you things you have to, have to do. Them. You have to protect mm-hmm. them. You can't say certain things to them. Um, you can't ask them to do certain things. And I see, you know, queer black gays treating their girlfriends like. Another faggot. Yeah, and way, that don't make sense to me. And, and actually, <laughs> Sorry, I just had to put it like that. There was honestly, this video okay. of a gay man like berating this black woman on the bus before. And there was another video. I don't know if y'all saw this. Um, this black gay man was fighting a, a, a woman while she had her child. Oh, my God. Who was holding her child. And it's just like, it's videos That's like ridiculous. this. That's ridiculous. There was yeah, some, there was some see, women protecting like him like and laughing anger. at it. I feel like they have such anger toward black women, you know? Like, yeah. it's a double-edged sword for me because I kind of see both sides. I could see where that could happen. There's anger towards black women, but there's also... When I saw in that incident... No home training. <laughs> no, yeah. But, None. And it was also, like you said, you know how... Cishet black women don't acknowledge their privilege as heterosexuals. They are not acknowledging their male privilege. Nope. They're not. (laughs) Nope. The power disparity between the two. And I I have an issue with that. Um, I have to wrap this up, unfortunately, because we don't have much time. Wow. I know. I know. Really? Yes, but um, is there any last points from my host that we would like to make? The, I definitely think that we need to make a part two to this. But say what you have yeah. to say that may be lingering on your mind, that's burning. I just want to reiterate 
I think is a big point that black women are a celebration in our community. And we look to them to set the fucking standard. That's also why we can be so hard on them. But sometimes it's and we it's too much. Exchange culture all the time. Yeah, we do. All the time. They take from us, we take from them. And that's I don't want to call it that. But it's not it can be. But most of the time it's in an exchange of culture. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. So just be um kinder to your girlfriend. Hard, but, before we go out, don't be calling. Don't be up, calling her the fish. You know, if you don't know her, no, like, nah. like, like, like fish tried it. Like, careful don't be, with don't language. Doing that. We have to be careful with language and who's um, okay with it. It's and little stuff like that. Little stuff. Like but that. you brought up the appreciation of women. Um, um, so remember, I talked about how it's complicated when um, some of us are queer and we told kind of access womanhood and queerness and um, Mm -hmm. so it's okay for us to speak about our particular experiences when we're talking about our femininity but I do think we have to be careful when we're mocking women and how they are or how they act how they should present themselves how they have to look Um, we have to do better with, with that so when she, when she got all patty melts, they'll be reading her for her patty melt. That's a, that's an example. I hate around people. Uh, uh, my nigga look. better than hers. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the round toe <laughs> flat. I knew you was going to bring it up. Oh, she wearing a flat? A round toe. A round, a round toe, toe flat. flat? With a toe prints. Bitch, them cheap beauty supply <laughs> baby dolls. <laughs> Marcus, if you don't... <laughs> With the toe. We're so hard on black women. But toe prints is, you know. We are. I just want us to be kind to each other. I, want us to be I, kind I love black to women. Each other. And I want us Literally. to also to acknowledge our privileges on yeah. both ends. Yeah. Yeah, I would like for that also. I also it's, wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Wait, what do you want to say? <laughs> well, as long as we're we a part of a majority, we will always be a part of the <laughs> oppressive group, by the way. <laughs> Like I said, I just want us to be kind to each other. I literally make sure that I know what? most of the black women who work at my job's name. Like, I, I make oh, sure that you. when I walk by, I say hey. To them. <laughs> oh, good like, for you. For one, there's not that many black people in there to begin with. I'm the only black person in my department, period. Oh, period. 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 <laughs> period. So when I see the few other black, the few black girls that are in the store, yes, I go and talk to them. I know them by names. It ain't that many black people in there anyway. So mm, work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to say. <laughs> Lindsay, did you figure out what it is that you wanted to say? Oh, God. I, I'm, I wanted to keep it short. There's we a didn't lot really. More. There's a lot more. Not you, just everybody. There is a lot more. Yeah. Um, it is. It's impossible to cover all of it in one day. I did want to speak a little bit about DL culture and how Ooh. that... Oh, God, God. That, how that contributes to, you know, everything, too. Because yes. in women, in, in Black Sushet women, it's struck like an inherent fear of HIV and AIDS. And that's a lot of the, you know... Just when you think about, even with Jesse Smollett, like, 
there's always this correlation between black gay men and sex that people can't seem to rid their minds of. Mm -hmm. Because in my experience, if you take the sex away, they're doing everything that everyone else is doing, going to school, going to church, trying to make a little way for themselves. You know what I'm saying? But But that DL culture thing is dangerous. And you're shaming of gay men and you know demonizing them is the exact mm-hmm. same way this not just you this is this is culture this is the universe as a whole but i want to talk about how black women contribute to it like when y'all shame these men y'all are part of the reason why some people don't want to come out the closet absolutely yeah. we perpetuate this um toxic mas- masculinity that makes makes their boy children shy. We've heard it earlier. Mm-hmm. Makes people not want and to be themselves. And they resent themselves and hate themselves. In their they... house. This is, you know, mothers, mm-hmm. sisters, aunties. These um, relationships that in the beginning stages of development that are so pivotal in a person's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, said this information. Come on. Come on. Tap in. Stop it. Come on. <laughs> okay, we we have to come on, Kant. We have to end it there. Right. Okay, we will talk about this again. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay took it there. Come on, yeah, we took it there, and I'm glad you ended it at that Hi. point. Um, thank Hi. you, swallowers, for listening to the episode yeah, again. Contribute you so your much. questions, comments, and concerns. And I want to give a shout out to Matessa Ashley. She's a supporter of the show. Um, she's been faithful. She's a recent follower, and I just want to give a special shout out to her. Um, hey girl hey. We have a finale coming up And that is the next episode So A what? Get ready A what? A finale <laughs> Oh god Yeah this... Um. So I want I would like to call on people at the show If you would like to Ask us questions directly Write me Write us Comment Give us a review But the catch is You have to write a review Provide me proof that you gave a review Five stars preferably on, on Apple show. iTunes and show me that you did that and then okay. I will call you in on the show and we can talk it out. All right? Okay. Um, I'm wrapping it up, Swallows. Until next time. I can't see. <laughs> oh, God. Why are your eyes? Because. It hurts. I know it always burns, right? Yeah. I can't. Mm. Period. Right. Yeah. <laughs>